0: Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to uh, the latest edition of the 2300 Pod. Nate and here with you along, as always, with my brother, Aaron. Hey. And Chad Austin, ECW star. I know. I'm a big star.
1: I'm a big star. <laughs> I'll accept that. A really big star. Don't call show. me a star. A really big but, star. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big star, but yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm excited to talk about this show.
0: Yes, indeed, it is the ECW episode from June 8th, 1993, and just as a sidebar, I went into the Pro Wrestling Torch for this week in this episode, and there is literally, like, Keller has no news about ECW in this, he just reports what happened, the same stuff we're going to talk about, he reports what happened on the show, so there's really nothing to report from the Torch for that week, but... um
1: Well, there's we a have, reason why there's not a whole lot of news, because uh, not a whole lot went on,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and there's a whole reason why not a whole lot went on. As as we talk about the show and we go further and further, we will talk about why there wasn't a whole lot going on, and and we'll and then that'll definitely unravel. And then we'll talk about. Remember how we always uh, was that you, Nate, or Aaron that keep talking about is this Paulie's fingerprints? Yes. You no, know, when the booking. Yeah. yeah. Now we're gonna start talking about Paulie's fingerprints on booking.
0: Could, te- could definitely tell in this show, for sure. Um, I, think, I think when we're done, we're going to have, hopefully, come to the conclusion that this show took a more positive turn than we have seen lately. The first positive thing, we are actually finally free of Cabrini. We have freed oh. ourselves of Cabrini College, and it is the new ECW Arena, as Wet Sully calls it.
2: And you graduated. Uh,
0: Yes, we are now. It is now. It is now the twenty three hundred pod. It's not the Cabrini pod at this point. We get. To, we get to keep our name now. Um, so it, even that, like I said, even that makes it feel makes the show feel better. Makes the show feel a little less uh, not depressing. But I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is. Just it's fresh. Know. Yeah, yeah. It it's feels- a
1: it's a fresh set of eyes. Mm-hmm. There's a fresh set of eyes in the crowd. You know, it's um. You're seeing new people. I mean, it's yeah, it's fresh. I I, I have it's the it's the new ECW arena, old bingo hall. <laughs> I don't know what they want me to do. <laughs> Sell for it.
2: Now we're,
0: we're. Did you say are these the shows that you is would you were you at this one? Or this is this where you started attending the shows because I know you said that time was coming soon.
1: You know what? Here's what I think. Here's what I think was going on at this period. I think this is when they were doing. Um, Either they were doing it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Mm -hmm. like taping. And then I think Saturday may have been their payoff show um, kind of thing. Or maybe it was Sunday. It was somehow like, well, no, I wasn't at this particular show. Mm -hmm. but, But the whole entire Road Warrior Hawk stuff starts to play out in the next couple of weeks because he was there when I was there. Like right. we we work we work together, so it couldn't have been it couldn't have been too much of an overlap, unless maybe I was. There's no chance I was in the locker room at this point, because I don't remember a whole lot of these guys that were there, kind of thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, we, we had to be approaching that, you know, at that point.
0: Okay, so we have a uh, an introduction from Jay Sully and Polly Dangerously. Um, not Stevie wonderful. Polly is now
2: wonderful. It's (laughs) wonderful that it's the end of wonderful, at least in the booth. It is. He is, he is on the show. I
1: I said, it it looks like Stevie, Stevie's gone. Mm -hmm. Like this is the beginning of where you start seeing the house cleaning and Stevie, you know, the first guy to go,
0: the first casualty, (laughs) (laughs) Stevie and his hair. They're out of here. Um, so we have Todd Gordon walks out with the crown, the King of Philly crown, Um, To interact with uh, Paulie and and um, Sully, and any comments from there back and forth before we bring Road Warrior Hawk in here with his crazy promos.
2: I just know I'm ready for this chainsaw or Texas chain match massacre to be done. Like, (laughs) like I I want to. Like, I'm sure the match is great, and I want to see it, but I'm ready for it to be done.
1: I was ready for Road Warrior Hawk's music to be done. <laughs> yeah,
2: <that laughs> Jesus Christ! Why did they? Why like that's in my notes. Like why didn't they just they they own the LOD music? Why didn't they just use that mm-hmm.
1: or do no music? <laughs> like literally, he could have just walked out there because you heard the people. I mean, am I wrong? Did no. you not hear people? They pop for Road Warrior Hawk, mm-hmm. and then yeah. and they announced them. You know, was it was it uh, Todd Gordon or whatever said you know Road Warrior Hawk. And the crowd one banana, but they played some shitty music that was way too loud. Way too loud. <laughs> uh, I just said, man, this is this is not. You know, this is what we're going to look forward to it later on. And at least I'm old enough to remember, and I hope you guys are too. The original music, yeah. that these guys used. You know, and I'm not even sure what he used. Well, I'm he sure used he probably that? came. Out, I'm sure he probably came out the Iron Man. But is that what you think? Yeah. Yeah, maybe no.
2: you're
0: probably right, but yeah, the music was the WWE's music was overbearing. Um, Hawk, <laughs> I, I wrote down here he uh he said uh he, he called uh Paulie a gerbil faced twit, yeah. <laughs> and um there were a couple other lines in there and too. Sully
2: laughed on camera, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's Paulie, a guy like Paulie, a gerbil faced twit, you a name like <laughs> dangerously, and Sully laughs on camera.
1: <laughs> i i was just glad that like it, it was just i mean it was a new face everything everything just seemed like all right you know we're not we're not going to see the same people it was fresh and then you, you could tell how fresh it was by the new banner that mm-hmm. was in the ring apron i mean that that's c in the eastern championship wrestling it looks like they went they must have won over it three times with a coat of paint. That was the biggest C. Wait till you, wait till the next four weeks. You'll see also, how big that C was. It
2: was also cool to see one of the like established guys come in and not just half ass it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like like Hawk came in there and Hawk was Hawk and he did his job and he didn't he didn't phone it in, you know, like Morocco and Snuka. So yeah. that that, yeah, that sounds was like Paul
1: E. That's that's Paul E. <laughs> That's Paul Lee saying, Hey look, we might have something here. hmm You know? And, and not not knowing what the future was and not knowing what Hawk was gonna do in the future. Just saying, hey, we might have something here.
0: This was is this is this during the time when he was doing his own thing and like he had went off and done his own thing without animal and-
1: Yeah, animal yeah, was- had the animal had the back thing. Like animal yeah. was yeah. out. Yeah, Hawk was uh, in between Hawk was in between tours of Japan mm-hmm. because like this was June, and I think he went back in October with uh, Sasaki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the they Rangers were the
2: yeah Hellraisers
1: for, for the tag tournament. Yeah, so he he was probably in between tours, and then I think he did a couple of of a uh, Minnesota shows for Sharky as well during this time. So I think we booked him in Maryland, honestly, around this time for some shows. So yeah, he was like he was taking advantage of this while. He had the opportunity.
0: Strike the iron while the iron's hot. Right. Well, we jump from Animal to Terry Funk coming in for a promo now. Um, which
1: Sully
2: – which I, – I, 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 this is, this is like, a silly note. But, like, Sully was going to pitch it to the um, recap of Funk and Gilbert. And as he's doing it, they got the camera on his big red head. <laughs> but he's not even, like, looking – at the camera that's on him. Like they got his big fucking tomato head like <laughs> framed perfectly but he's like looking off to the left. It's like what the fuck is going on?
0: Retrospective Yeah. I'm just
1: I'm just glad that when they when they pitched to the recap of Funk and Gilbert, it was the violence. Yeah. That yeah. They, they didn't go back to the um the Terry Funk at the ranch gimmick, you know mm-hmm. that we have already been seeing beat to death. I'm glad they didn't go that route. And, they, and 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 believe me, after I saw the chair shots that Eddie Gilbert gave Terry Funk, I was I was ready to see the brother show up at the Double Cross Ranch because <laughs> <laughs> those chair shots that he gave Terry were just appalling. Like, I mean, if Terry if Terry would have saw him, and I, I I'm pretty sure that I know Terry well enough that I could have spoke for him and said he would have said, "What the fuck are you doing? Hit me with these chairs." Because mm-hmm. Eddie Eddie didn't hit him. He he gave him that. He gave him that Stevie wonderful at the beginning of the intro cheer guy. Like he just said it on his head.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're
0: right. It's, it was, uh, I don't know. T- taking it easy for sure. Um, Polly comes back out, um, and wants to challenge, bring out a challenge by the dark Patriot for Terry Funk for next week. Terry tries to accept a challenge to fight Polly, of course. And, Polly backs off from that.
1: Dark Patriot, of course, is Doug Gilbert, Eddie's brother. Um uh, yes, he, yes, he was. But here's one thing I noticed about this. And if I was if I had the pencil and I would have booked this, did Terry Funk wrestle on this show today? No. He no, he didn't. But when he came out to accept Polly's challenge, what was he wearing? His wrestling shit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. He looked like he was ready to work. And this is supposed to be a week to week show, right? Right. Even though you're taping, you know, four or five weeks ahead of time, why would you have had Terry Funk come out in an outfit, you know, right. a regular suit, and have Paulie come out and him go like, "Wait a minute, like I don't have my wrestling gear on," you know, "Let me go in the back and see what I can." No, Terry Funk came out. The only thing he didn't have was the goddamn branding iron. <laughs> I mean, he was ready to go. I mean, you know, it, it's little things like that. You know, what I mean, that caught my eye, and I was like, "Well, why is he out there dressed like that?" Yeah. Yeah. is it gonna work on the on? Is it gonna beat up Hervey Renesto?
0: <laughs> and it's crap like that you almost forgive, I guess, when you're watching WWF at the time because it was so cartoony or whatever. Everybody was always in their tights, but you're right. For a show like this, it would seem much more apropos for him to just, like you said, be dressed in his jeans and and a, you know a t-shirt or or something to that effect.
1: And he comes but, out smiling, talking yeah. to the people like he's glad to be there. And Paulie shows up, and he. He says, I want you to wrestle the Dark Patriot. And then he's like, I don't know who that is, which it makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. You know, even though Terry Funk knows Doug Gilbert, he's just not selling it. And, you know, and this is this is what's great about this. Now you start seeing how Eddie Gilbert is. He realizes how much money Todd Todd Gordon may or may not have.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: As we'll get along, we'll get along further into the show.
0: The Dark Patriot, like I said, is Doug Gilbert. For those of you that don't know, man. Me and Aaron used to watch GWF, you know, come home from school every day. Damn, did they have a lot of product. Anyway, <laughs> they were on every day on, on ESPN. And the Dark Patriot was uh, was one of the big heels in the GWF. And uh, obviously because his brother is, is here in ECW now, this is where he is. So um, that's where the gimmick comes from. The funny thing about this to me is that for the ECW audience – there's really no explanation of why the Dark Patriot is the Dark Patriot, you know. In GWF, <laughs> No. at GWF, at least he was the counter to the Patriot. You kind of got why he was there, but well, I, go I, ahead. I go just, ahead.
2: I just think they did the Dark Patriot things. Just, and I haven't watched the episode yet, but I'm sure they do like a mask reveal, like where they get the mask off of him or everything. But they probably knew the audience they were playing towards knew who the Dark Patriot really was.
1: Of course. Yeah. I mean, they're assuming that all these people's parents had jobs and afford cable. And they can watch, <laughs> they can watch ESPN. Because you know, literally Philadelphia was a big market. Like them shows, 93, it was still $20 to get in there. Mm, damn. <laughs> that, that's that's not a cheap ticket, you know? No, and it was still no. general admission, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So anything else on this uh, funk segment, guys, before we roll on to our first, I guess you call it a match? I enjoyed it. Yeah,
1: too. Yeah, I, I thought it was it was what it was. And like like I just said, you know, you could have tweaked it and made it a little more believable and added a little more depth to it. But no, it did it it served its purpose. And Paulie did a good job being afraid of Terry, you know, mm-hmm. like
2: being like the like when Terry first showed up, he ran away and then he came back and was like I got this dark patriot thing and and and, and Paulie at first was like Funk was like, oh, you're gonna challenge me, and Paulie's like, oh, God, no, no way, <laughs> yeah, sir. Right. Do I want to fight you at all? No. Yeah, like Pauly did really good with with Harry. Yeah, he it, did. It was
1: a good interaction. I liked it. I totally agree. I think Pauly just he put Terry Funk over because he's the head honcho there, man. He's the number one guy. Mm-hmm. He's gonna build that house, you know. Yes, absolutely.
0: Hawk now lays waste to. The Samoan Warrior and a guy we have seen for the first time here on the ECW show, Donnie Allen. Um, the well, go ahead, guys. Anything? It, it's a squash match, essentially, folks.
1: I, I, it served I, I, its purpose and it 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 worked for me. I think Donnie. I think Donnie was set up. I think at some point, row Warrior Hawk punched or thumbed Donnie Allen in the eye to get him out of the ring so he could take liberties at that big Samoan warrior guy. <laughs> not everybody knows if you know, Donnie Allen as well as I do, then you know, Donnie Allen could clearly handle a guy, you know, <laughs> the size of a warrior Hawk. <laughs> I mean, he, I think he got railroaded in that match, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't understand why road warrior. Hawk, well, I, I guess I kind of do. He was put in a promo match. But well, why was Donnie a sacrificial lamb in that match? Yeah, <laughs> he, he could have did that just as a just as much with the Samoa Warrior, without so, Donnie being there. You know, yeah. put put
0: the Wolfman in there. Samoa Warrior and the Wolfman. Oh the no, Hawk. the
1: Wolfman coming up.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus. Is. But so is everybody on the show because we're just gonna throw oh, everybody. Here in
2: they there. Are, sir. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, and then uh, we get a we get a promo from Hawk who is is very Hawk here talking about. Uh, Superfly Jimmy Snuka. As a matter of fact, I think he said, he said I need. He, he said, he said, a, he said go ahead,
2: Aaron, Hawk says, I don't care about you, Jimmy Snuka, your family or your pet hamster, hamster friend. Fred. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> he also says, I need some fresh meat to beat. I don't remember if that was during the, the, uh, in the arena promo or during this promo, but he says, I need some fresh meat to beat. <laughs>
1: for a guy is clever enough to come up with like Paul Bear's actual ring name like Hawk was he was he must have been sitting back in the locker room reading a medical dictionary <laughs> like what was he telling like look what he was going to do he's going to deviate septum yeah he, his septum. he, yeah, he, he said, said i he,
2: dream of i dream of deviated septums broken tendons floating bones and these are all going to be your
1: nightmare jesus <laughs>
2: I don't. I don't want to really hear it, that. nonsense. It was high as fuck. It was. And he also
0: said you will be picking your teeth out of tomorrow's bowel movement. Bowel movement. That was. Yeah. <laughs> that was in there. So too. I'm going to
2: kick your fucking teeth that that, that far down. Ah. Hawk fucking ruled it on this show, man. <laughs> it's
1: fucking great. Well, I ain't stopping him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, remember during that promo. One thing I don't remember being there is where that promo took place at, because I never, I never really got a chance to see that backdrop. I don't know where that was from.
0: You know what that backdrop reminds me of? It's not the New same York one. New yes, York
1: Knockout. Yes, exactly.
0: That's exactly what I was going to say. It reminds me of the backdrop from New York Knockout with Funk and Flair and the I Quit match. Those promos that they did. That's what it reminded me of. Was that backdrop?
1: good observation. I I don't remember that, but I wonder if Cornette stole the curtain. I mean, I, mean, I wonder if Paulie stole <laughs> Paul the curtain. Yeah.
0: I like that. I'm
2: going to take
1: like, that. I got to this later curtain. Use. I got my Studio
2: 54 apron that's going to be coming up later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm taking the, I'm, I'm taking this phone with me too, <laughs> sir. Um now we get an outside, Eddie Gilbert outside, I'm assuming, outside the studio or outside the ECW arena there doing a promo outdoors about trying to become the king of Philadelphia. He's obviously, he's obviously in this whole thing, an homage to Andy Kaufman. It has to be.
1: I don't know. Elaborate. Um, I, I didn't get it. So tell me why. I don't know. Just. Just
0: some of the some of the stuff he does in this, and then during commentary when he's commentating with uh, with Sully later on, he does like a hoo hoo hoot thing and talk about the people of Philadelphia and And it just, it, I don't know if it necessarily was a hundred percent intended to be, but to me, he kind of takes some inspiration in this from the Andy Kaufman King of King of Memphis stuff.
1: Maybe I mean Eddie Eddie was always a big fan of Jerry, mm-hmm. so I mean clearly the King thing was always always in the um in the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, king of anything. Gilbert wanted to be the king of anything. <laughs> Honestly, that's what he just loved. But yeah, I mean, I guess maybe I didn't, I didn't catch it during the commentary, uh, during that. Cause that clearly was during all that commentary was during as, in post-production as to when we get to the end of the show, I'll tell you how it all made sense that how, you know, it was done in post-production, but yeah, um, The funny thing is about that studio, the the studio was in a basement. So Mm -hmm. Eddie Gilbert literally had the – you'll see it later on Public Enemy. We'll see a set of steps behind the back of them. That's the steps that go down to the studio. So Gilbert just walked outside (laughs) of the studio to cut that promo. And I don't understand why he can't wear a hat like anybody else. (laughs) Jesus. Unless he had some big gigantic afro going on on underneath there. (laughs)
2: <laughs> my my thing was, it's like he wanted to. He he said, out like at the beginning of the promo, he's like, "Oh, I'm outside here in Philadelphia, and all that, and that's cool and everything." But it's like, why not just go and tape that in front of something that's Philadelphia, Philadelphia, <laughs> not in front of a bunch of fucking bushes, yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's like Chad said. He just walked out the back door. And- yeah, it's like, well, do will stand in front of something that people would know is in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And you're going to start
1: – you're going to see that. You're going to start seeing that because, yeah, I think I think maybe Eddie, Eddie thought about that same exact thing because you'll start seeing that later on. You know, I, I don't know what you've seen so far, but, yeah, you, you will start seeing that. But what about this this gigantic, I mean, humongous – Battle Royal for the first ever Pennsylvania State Champion. I mean, my first. I want to start calling. I, I was like, "Oh, the Pennsylvania
2: State Title." I want to call it the State Pen Title. <laughs> my first. <laughs> well, these guys for. probably are right now?
0: My <laughs> first thought, my and and we'll get into the meat of the matter, I guess. But my first thought when the when the Battle Royal started was, "Who's the guy in the purple mask?" And then later on, they say it's Max, Max Crusher. And the purple, and then
1: I'm why like, the "Why the fuck, fuck, fuck is Thrasher in a purple mask? Like, what is going on?" I I, I didn't even I, I was writing it down, and then I wrote Max wearing a mask, and then I was like, "Wait a minute, they just said it was mask, uh, it was Max." Yeah.
2: Like, my note is, "Why is Max Thrasher wearing a fucking mask?"
1: And why is the Wolf Man wearing spandex? He had all like pink spandex.
2: My question would be: Is how is the Wolfman
1: wearing spandex? <laughs> did you guys happen to notice by any chance who the referee was?
0: I didn't know who it was. Like I, I, I don't know who that was, but I did notice it was a. He was different, but I don't know who it was.
2: I know Wolfman looked like a busted thing of biscuits in his spandex.
1: <laughs> Wolf Wolfman was bad, man. <laughs> like literally, I wrote it was a battle royal with all the no stars.
0: <laughs>
1: like it was, it, it, you know, why wasn't there Robert Hulk in it? You know why? Because he wasn't going to be the first out. Yeah, he, he,
0: he would have, to, he would, yeah, he would have to
2: be eliminated.
0: Therefore, he's not. Here's all the our royal. here's all
2: our garbage, and Tommy Cairo
1: <laughs> and Jay and Jay Stulley, Well, you know what? I, I I got a different take on that. But um, one thing that I didn't like was Jay Sully making note that most of the people that were in the battle role were in tag teams. Yeah. (laughs) So literally, literally, I don't remember who won by watching it, but by by Jay Sully saying all these guys were in tag teams, I just, by process, I just eliminated all them guys. And said, okay, well, they're all going to get eliminated kind of thing. And then I was like, okay, well, we got JT Smith and we got Tommy Cairo. And I literally wrote, I would have put JT over. I thought they did put JT over in mm-hmm. it, and and then I was like, holy shit! When literally after I just wrote it, they tossed JT over, and then I just said, okay, well now there's now there's uh, Cairo with you know a couple other tag teams. So clearly they're going to find a way to get them guys out so Cairo can win. Mm-hmm. But I have no recollection of Cairo winning, but. I will say I will say that I do like the fact that, that they started they planted a small entire seed between um, Stetson and hotbody yeah. that, that I, I started to like because you know it, it was terrible I'm not gonna the execution was not good but I liked where they were going with it and then there was a complete blown spot where to, Tommy Cairo was in the ring where the spot was so bad the camera pan, they're like a bunch of little kids.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and
1: I was like, how bad could this spot have been that, you know, they showed the kids for like 40 seconds. <laughs> like the kid, the kid had a birthday. They, they pan <laughs> to him so long you know, I'm like, wow, this is how, cause you know where the spot was. Larry Winters was clearly supposed to dive over the, yep. over the top rope and he bounced off of it. And Cairo didn't really put it all together in time to realize, well, I'll just throw you over. Right. He so tried to redo the
0: spot. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I have that down here. Cairo uh, wins after a really, really fucked up finish. <laughs> it was a mess. Yeah. Um, it was uh, worse, I mean,
2: it was worse than the Randy Savage Yokozuna 93 Royal. Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> yeah. I, we're I just Randy don't know Savage why they
0: produce. didn't have... pin somebody in a battle Royal.
1: Uh, I also... just don't know why they didn't have anything for the winner. There wasn't a trophy. the The belt clearly wasn't made because I'm not even sure that it even was made, um, <laughs> unless it was just another belt they used as the Pennsylvania. Because no, I the, even, the next
2: match he doesn't even have it.
1: Right. I, I think. It, <laughs> I think they used to put tape over somewhere on the belt where they would write Pennsylvania on it or something. <laughs> I mean, don't don't. I'm not positive on that. I think I just saw it, but I mean, there was not even a trophy, like not a ceremony or anything. Like he just won a better royal, so (laughs) you threw the fucking Samoan warrior out of the ring.
2: There's a there's a point in the match too where Sully and and even bring it's the Max Thrasher and he's wearing a hood thing. Sully goes, "Oh, there's Max Thrasher wearing the hood, headbutting J.T. Smith, and it's not even on the screen." (laughs) And Paulie is obviously commentating with Sully, and he goes what are you even talking about? Just talk about what you see on the screen. Like yeah, I have no idea. I had a new play-by-play. Yeah, I was gonna say, all the Pauly, show's going to say,
0: Polly's producing him. Polly's <laughs> producing him while they're working, Yeah.
2: He's
1: like, what are you even talking about? I
2: have
1: no idea why Max Drasher <laughs> was wearing a mask. Like, it's I saw her series, as the bell ring. <laughs> I saw the, the skulls on his tights, and I saw, a ma- what's Max Drasher? And then I saw Dudley, and I was like, why is he wearing pink span?" Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> But I did, I do like I do like the Stetson that came out of this. This is mm-hmm. the Stetson that I actually got to know when I got up there and this is this is the Stetson that I think shows a lot more promise than it did being a baby face with Larry Winters.
0: And they that uh, is that is, if anything, their their segment after the Battle Royal is probably the best thing about the Battle Royal. You know, the old uh, it, it, it's 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 like, you know, it, it is it is what it is. It's been done a million times, but that's pro wrestling. The old I'm going to pretend like I'm your friend again. And then as we walk away, I'm going to throw you into the ring post or whatever. What have you hit you with a chair, et cetera, et cetera. And they did a good job with it. I, you know, I, like I said, I think that was the best part of this whole segment.
1: I agree for that time period. That was pretty much the go to like Mm -hmm. the way you do that kind of thing. I mean, I I could sit here and nitpick and do a whole bunch of different things, but yeah, that's, that's 27 years later. Right. (laughs) You know, me saying you could have done this better. You could have done that better. But for the time period, yeah, they did what they had to do. He pretended like he was his friend still. And then, you know, bashed him into the buckle kind of thing. But yeah, you know, I got it. And I, I guess at the time period, the crowd got behind it. But yeah, this was definitely, like I said, the Stetson that I thought that, it's really going to be the best that you're going to get out of his whole entire run.
0: And we would also be remiss, or I guess not really, but they are planting the seeds during the battle Royal for, I mean, for later in the show things, something going down with uh Hunter Q Robbins and, um, and the, uh, the suicide oh, wow. blondes. Um, cause they are very good friends as Polly keeps saying, and, uh, <laughs> what is he alluding to? But anyway, um, I, I don't know. <laughs> now here's our here's our appearance by
2: Stevie Wonderful, which um, uh, Jay Sully goes. Let's go to this great interview conducted by Paul Lee with Peaches and the Sandman, <laughs> and then Here we they really- go and it's Stevie Wonderful.
1: <laughs> well, that that was probably. I mean, what do you guys think that was probably taped? How how many weeks ago?
0: mm-hmm
1: you know, they, they, they I mean, would that take the same time Road Warrior Hawks was, or was that just one of the generic scrums that they did after a show? Because Gilbert was like, you know, we got like two more weeks before the show. Just give me There's something. a generic know. meal.
0: Let's just keep milking this shit as much as we possibly can until we get there. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, but
1: it, it took peaches to realize that Sandman's birthday was coming up. <laughs> I don't even think Hack even realized his birthday was coming up. She said,
0: and it's going to be Sandman's birthday. And the look of a surprise on his face. Yeah. Was like, oh, what?
1: It's my birthday. <laughs> I get drunk every
2: day, bro. I don't, know, I don't even know where the fuck I am. Yeah, bro.
1: <laughs> fuck Chad Austin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, putting over that promo, Um, I don't know what to say. Her, her, the best thing they could have done was let peaches talk and not tigra. I guess. I, I guess <laughs> if any of that makes any sense, is like, if she's the best out of the two talkers, let her talk.
0: And notice Just in
1: this
0: let... notice in this week's show, Sully keeps referring to Tigra as "terrible Tigra" because that's mm. that, that's supposed to add something to the character. I
1: guess is the fact that we've added "terrible."
0: Well, <laughs> to maybe you saw her work.
1: <laughs> maybe she worked somewhere before. And he got a whole of the video videotape, and he goes, Oh my God,
0: she's
2: terrible. <laughs> terrible,
0: terrible tiger. There we go. <laughs> um so there's that promo. Sandman essentially uh they're talking about the fact that at the Super Summer Sizzler spectacular, damn it, that's the first time I've gotten it right on the first try. It's awesome. Good job, man. <laughs> Sandman and Sandman's gonna be facing Johnny Johnny Hot No, no, not Johnny Hotbody. I'm sorry, Rock and uh, Rebel in yeah. a no holds barred match, I believe. And Peaches Oh, no, and- it's
1: a street fight. Street and the fight. only way Rebel's gonna be ready is he has to go to the Bronx at midnight.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> like uh, don't get me wrong, pal. I- I'm not a big fan of Rebel or the Sandman. But my money is on if the wreck a rebel walk down in Harlem, whatever he's wearing, he might stand a better chance than the sandman oh, yeah. walking down there wearing a wet chance <laughs> wet- <laughs> He might get a different response than Rebel might get. You know, I don't. You know, if you feel me, what I'm saying, he might get. You know, he might get the wrong people approaching him about that. Man
2: coming out, coming out in his little tight onesie to Surf City. He's gonna get fucked up.
1: (laughs) I don't know about fucked up, but he'll get all fur.
0: (laughs) And Peaches and terrible Tigra are going to be facing off in a match where the uh, the uh, goal is to strip your opponent of all of their clothing. Which would nobody, nobody wanted to, want to see. No. Nobody wants to see this.
2: Nobody wants to
1: see that fur on um, Peaches. <laughs> if, if I was Peaches, I think the angle would have been better if she would have brought out more clothes. <laughs> like, you know, instead of taking the clothes off, Tigra, like, she would have brought out, like, a wardrobe. Yeah, Because there was a wardrobe in the ECW arena. It wasn't, it didn't belong to us. It belonged to the building because they they did a bunch of theater shows there. So there was a wardrobe there. But if she brought out this big wardrobe and kept beating her up because she's so ugly, you kept putting clothes on her. I thought that would have been a bigger payoff than seeing her I don't know. Whatever. She had a tattoo on her boobies and stuff. I mean, come on. <laughs> no, I ain't got, I don't have any time for that.
0: <laughs> and now, oh God, this Balomo promo. <laughs> it's pop up Balomo. <laughs> he challenges Sylvester Stallone,
1: <laughs> that you know of. <clears throat>
2: That's the only coherent thing in the whole. He says something about
0: the super destroyers or super D, and him put on the mask and a piece of pizza, and I don't, I don't know. There was all kind of jibber jabber going he on. Yeah,
2: he left the mask in the arena. I put it on, and he ought to mad. And dub And they 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 put a little text on the screen, being like, "Did Sal Balomo just challenge Sylvester
1: Stallone?" <laughs> yeah, I wrote. I wrote pop up Balomo. Like, pop-up video when you watch the rest (laughs) of the movies, and he kept putting on stuff. And, yeah, because clearly he didn't know what he was saying. He challenged Balomo, and he said something about the kids. He wore the – this is what I – I had to watch it twice. He, He wore the Super Destroyer mask because the kids liked it, and he liked the kids. But I felt so creepy. That I turn the volume down and closed the door because I don't want the neighbors <laughs> here. And then I, I grow a grown man saying, I put a mask on because I don't like the kids.
0: And of the pizza. We got of the pizza and yeah. the kids, and I got the mask on. And like, I, don't need Craig,
1: I don't need Craig Hansen at my house. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: of course. <laughs> well, I mean, Belomo, clearly, this is, um, I don't know if Belomo knows it or not, but yeah, this is about like the beginning of the end. Mm hmm. And he, at
2: so he, it, he, he at least makes it to the Super Summer Sizzler, because he's hyped. Yeah,
1: he's going to be even
0: with the Super Destroyers against all three
1: members. Didn't we see a promo for Dick Murdoch right around here, too? Yeah, Dick Murdoch's going to fight the Dark Patriot, the Super Summer Sizzler. That I swear it didn't happen. I mean, nobody nobody could tell me that it happened, because I haven't talked to anybody that remembers it either.
0: They, we'll they we'll see, see in
1: the future weeks. They say, if the they, return,
0: they say the return to ECW of Dirty Dick Murdoch, even though we have never no, it seen says,
1: him. It, it just says the returning Dick Murdoch. Oh, okay. I made sure I looked at that. Okay. yeah, it is, Dick, I, Dick didn't last so much longer. He, he didn't live a whole lot longer than that.
0: No, I think he died in, what, 96?
1: Yeah, it, yeah it, was, it wasn't too much longer than, than that that he died.
2: Mm-hmm. He, had that little, he had that little weird run in the WWF, and then he was done
0: he was in the 95 rumble i think or something like that yeah but anyway um i guess we'll come we'll find out if he's on this show i've been trying not to read ahead spoilers and stuff just because i'm trying to 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 go in fresh every single week um but yeah salvalomo challenging sliced alone because he stole his name which anyway so now we have our new pennsylvania state champion Tommy Cairo teaming up with Glenn Osborne against the Suicide Blondes, the ECW tag team champions. And Hunter Q Robbins is now the Suicide Blondes manager. And I put down this was a I thought the match was decent.
1: I just Well, wasn't this the debut of um Sir Christopher Michaels? Yes. yes.
0: Which the funny thing is um Hunter calls him Sir Richard Michaels, and then yeah. Sully so calls him Chris Michaels. So I guess we'll find out oh, which really? name they're going to stick with. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, but I thought the match wasn't bad.
2: I mean, I, I don't know what I, you guys thought. At, at first, I thought, Hunter, you just fucked up when he mm-hmm. called him Sir Richard Michaels. But the more I thought about it, I thought that it was probably Paulie going, like, we can't have two Sir Christopher's. In the Hollywood Blonds, Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I'm probably pretty sure after this we're gonna probably gonna see that they just dropped the Sir thing probably next. Like Paulie's probably gonna be like, this Sir thing's stupid. This is stupid, <laughs> yeah. Well I think what you're gonna
1: see after this, they're gonna drop the whole Christopher Michaels thing. <laughs> because I don't think he's I don't think he's got legs for this entire promotion either. No. I, I don't know. But I'm I, I think that when I started it was his last show. Because I do remember running across him in the locker room and being like, wow, I saw you on TV. Well, see you later, man. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, I was like, you know, nice to, may, nice to meet you. Uh, Goodbye. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I, I didn't realize you were on your way out of here. And, and watching, but, this, Matt, watch, watching this
2: watching this match, sorry not to cut you off, Chad, but like, <laughs> unless fucking Tommy and, and Candido are in there. The entire match, I thought, was, like, just a half step or a step behind. Like, the, like when Chris, when Chris is in there with, with Glenn Osborne, it's just like they're, like, stumbling over each other.
1: Yeah. There, there, there's a certain point where when when you get, like, guys at that level, which is nothing against them. It's just – it is what it is. We were all at that level at some point. When you get, like, four guys in the ring and you're doing, like, a schmoth like that, it's hard to, like – a lot of guys just feel, like, obligated to throw the guy into the ropes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then you throw the guy into the ropes, but you have no idea that somebody's playing the piano in the background. Um, whatever's going on somewhere over there, I don't know what, what that is. What, what noise is that? I think it's right, Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right. But, um... But yeah, but when there's was, there was like four guys in the ring, and they're doing a schmoz, and they're all breaking down. A guy wants to break a guy into the ropes, throw him into the ropes. But yet, right there across the ring, there's two other guys that are fighting on the ground. Mm-hmm. So it always sucks when a guy has to take a guy from the corner to the buckle, because the other guy's in the way. <laughs> they're like, it looks bad. <laughs> yeah. and, um, it's, it's, it's not it, that it's they a, didn't it's try. A, it's amateurish. Mm-hmm. but it's understandable because that that's the level that these guys are at because they're all at the same level. So they're all working together and Candido probably has the most experience of the whole entire match, but you know, you can only do so much, you know what I'm
0: saying? Right. Well, and, and like I said, I didn't, I didn't dislike the match. I thought that, like you said, I mean, with everybody being at the level that they're at watching this match for me as a non-worker, it felt like everybody was at least trying you know, trying to have the best match they could have. Right. That, I, that's another thing that I noticed about this show. Is and I don't know if you guys did or not, but I, this new atmosphere injected some inspiration into these workers too. It seemed like a little bit. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just the atmosphere. Maybe the atmosphere made me feel better about the show. I don't know, but I just I felt well, like I, they
1: were I in front of like like everybody worked harder. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean. It could be because, I mean, I, I don't have a definite explanation, but it could be because a lot of these guys that are on this show now, that were on the Cabrini shows, got to sit home and watch the Cabrini shows. Yeah. Before they, <laughs> yeah. You know, and they realized, man, I should have done this. I could have done this, you know? So when now, now when they're looking at their calendar going, I get to work the arena. So now I get an opportunity to kind of like redo it again, right. you know? And, and like I said, uh, I couldn't have been any more prouder of Stetson out of this show. Mm-hmm. Stetson to me was probably going to end up being my my hero out of this whole entire show, because it showed like he was more he, he was more motivated than most guys. Right. But yeah, the um, the, yeah that the um, the one thing I did notice about the Cairo Ky- about Cairo and Osborne against the chance where uh, do you guys know who Stan the fan is? No, I don't. There was at one point where all the heels, all three of the jabrones were outside the ring. And there was a guy that had a sign behind him. I don't know what the sign said, but he's a big fat guy with a mustache. He becomes one of them super fan guys <laughs> that, that are always there. And I, I popped when I went, oh, my God, it's Stan the Fan.
0: Stan the like,
1: fan. He, he wasn't one of the guys that sat at ringside during Murderer's Row mm-hmm. with, you know, with Paul and all the other guys. He would stand in the parking lot and he would direct traffic like he didn't work there (laughs) he would just direct traffic and i remember pulling up and sometimes he wouldn't even be in the parking lot he'd be up on south street (laughs) telling traffic to come down to the show and that was my first time seeing him and i'm like stand the fan oh my god i I actually got in my seat and I popped over it
0: (laughs) you know what is this is totally off topic but Aaron and I grew Aaron and I grew up in the city, okay? And eventually we both found our way to, you know, podunk here. That is the that is the one that is one of the things I miss most about growing up in the city or about being in the city is the fucking characters, man. I miss the characters. Like, you know, a guy like that or whatever, like I don't work here, but I'm gonna direct traffic anyway. Just characters, man, I miss it. Anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally agree, man. And and believe me, Philadelphia, wow. <laughs>
0: In Toledo, we used to have a guy that uh, would dress up like Batman, stand on the corner and, and preach dressed as Batman. I mean, it's just you know shit like that. You don't see Batman yeah. preacher, yeah, Batman preacher. <laughs> he was just
2: out there. Yep,
1: you owning, owning him the gimmick, owning yeah. the gimmick, baby.
2: <laughs> Batman preacher.
1: Why wouldn't? Why couldn't during this fucking tag match? I mean, Hunter had pretty much one job to do. Correct. Mm-hmm. He had to hit. The guy with the cane. And he yeah. didn't even do it. <laughs> not only did he not do it, but, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Jim Molyneux. How dumb could you make Jim Molyneux look?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Instead of, like, if I was, you know, in, you know, in a perfect world, referee would have disqualified the whole entire thing. But Jim Molyneux looks at it.
0: He just lo- Yeah, he just stood there and looked at it.
1: And then he yells it's- at Hunter, like, what are you doing? Get out of here. And then he counts the pin. I'm just like, oh man, he just took all the credibility <laughs> off the ref. You know, man, he couldn't and even it, tell it, the it, pin. And they
2: have him clinched up for the pin, and the heel even has to go look at the pin. Like <laughs> he's pinning him. <laughs> Count it. Yeah. Yeah, that was like, that was like, sad. That's like I said, this match was just a a step behind. Everybody was just a step behind in this whole thing. And Michael's. oh, it, there, it, it just went to show where they're all at at this level.
0: When Michaels came out, I wrote, and the crowd went mild. As, oh, uh, as
1: Chris all Michaels. All away. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is that when he walked to the ring and all you saw was his back and his hair, he looked like Jericho. Yeah, I, I, uh,
0: yep, he sure did.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's, that's the closest that anybody's ever going to call hey, Chris Michael, Larry, Michael Jericho. <laughs>
0: And uh, it's Richard or Christopher or something, uh, Michael. He's going to be with uh, with the Suicide Blondes now. And now the Super Destroyers come out because uh, since Hunter Q has announced he's now managing the Suicide Blondes.
1: I think we should and start
2: calling the- him HQT3.
1: Yeah, okay, sure. Because <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm getting ready to call him HQT-Later. He's <laughs> not going to be around a whole lot longer.
0: <laughs>
1: now that I can test because for me – for, for Paul Lee to come up with an idea that Hunter Q. Robbins might possibly be my manager, that pretty much tells you that he ain't got a whole lot in store for Hunter Q. Robbins. <laughs> not,
0: not, a lot, not a lot of steam between There's, between uh, Halitosis Robbins the third.
1: He's not um, building a big table around me. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: the Super Destroyers come out here because I don't know why anybody would be sad to lose this manager, but they're upset that they're losing this Jay Brown as their manager. <laughs>
1: Well that was um that was clearly AJ that was doing the um the talking there. Mm-hmm. That, that that I knew, do know. And that, that that whole entire talking was just goddamn. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say it was bad, but there was went, nothing like a mo go ahead. No, I was gonna say he talked
0: for like four and a half minutes and didn't say anything. It's Nothing that was the emotional. Biggest, yeah, no. And they, he said they were the champs for two and a half two years. Two and a half <laughs>
2: years. Jesus Christ. These <laughs> fucking people had to sit through the super D's as the tag team champions for two and a half fucking well, years. Well, I mean, let's
1: be honest. If you work <laughs> once a month or once every two months. And were they, they
0: the.
2: we've been champs for two and a half years. We defended these belts seven times. Yeah. We're the best. Well, my other question is: I don't
0: think Eastern Championship Wrestling had been around for two and a half years. So were they the champions in TWA
1: or something before this? Probably. Probably. Um, it would have been, you know, that would have been what ninety one. Yeah. So that would have been in conjunction with uh, UIW, which would have been a Baltimore company, and possibly you know like whatever the other one. Would you say TWN?
0: Yeah, the Joe Goodhart deal. <clears throat> Sorry.
1: Yeah. something similar to that. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to say Joe Goodhart wasn't involved, but yeah, it could have been name only. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. But that, that brawl they got into with, with all them guys, that was bad.
0: It was weird. Like the whole thing was yeah. weird.
1: I... And then the brawl I mean, ended. it was bad, but after they bumped after they threw um um Jerineau and the other two guys out of the <laughs> ring, like I I was actually shocked at the pop that the super destroyers got. Like, and, and, did, you know, did you notice they, it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and and they fucked it all up because at the
2: end of it they had a they had a a shitty brawl, but people were into it. And then they're like, "Oh, let's bring everybody else back out that just powdered out, and let's set up this match for next week." Like they should have just ended it when the brawl fucking ended. Yeah,
1: right. They, they should have been back to back. Be like, come on. You know, while the crowd's all, you know, getting behind them. But no, they had to, I don't know, whatever. But it's it's 93, you know what I mean? You live and you learn, I guess, you know? <laughs> and they're mean, learn. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I'm sure I can put bad matches of me on TV and you, we can just groove on it.
0: <laughs> and then the, man, okay. As it, this thing was just so long and convoluted that so by the end of it, essentially Todd Gordon has awarded the Super Destroyers a cha- tag team championship match for next week, I believe. They're setting up yeah, a lot for that. next. I, mean, I get confused sometimes during the show because they're talking about the big show coming up, but they're also setting stuff up for next week. So I get,
1: well according according to the TV time frame, that's in a week and a half. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean they're they're doing right by the timestamps of when this show airs. So, yeah, this is airing on the 8th. So, what is it, the 16th and the 19th? So, yeah, a week and a half. Like, and and Todd's yelling, this is the People's Federation. <laughs> really? <laughs> what peoples? You, there's people's. like 70 of them what out people? there. The people
2: are clamoring for the Super D's versus the Suicide Blondes. I would hate to
1: be at Todd's jewelry store and get the mailbags. That he must receive every day with the letters, you know, and the <laughs> cards and all, wanting like the super to get their it's like, rematch.
0: It's like Bobby Heenan said, "I'm getting so much uh, fan mail. My my uh, postman in H- Beverly Hills is hunchbacked."
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> rough. <laughs> all right, so now we are moving on to the main event of this show. It is the rematch. The rematch everybody wants to see. The Sandman. Against our cumbersome champion Don Morocco, joined in progress. Joined in progress.
2: We gotta see that. That's what I wrote. JIP.
1: Joined in progress. Uh, see I that. Mean, I, not- I don't know if you two if you two guys noticed it. I don't know why my audio is so down, but I can barely hear you. But um, it was joined in progress, but. Did Morocco seem a little bit more motivated tonight than he did last week, guys?
0: Yes, absolutely. That's exactly what I I have note here. It looks like Morocco gives a shit in this match.
1: It it seemed like somebody explained to him that this is where we're going. This is what we're doing.
0: This isn't a a, uh, shitty little – I mean, it is a little indie, but you know what I mean. We actually have plans for this promotion. And, yeah, I mean, he seemed a lot more invested in this match.
1: That yeah, is, I, I, I totally agree.
0: In the past couple of
2: weeks. Well, he probably threw him a couple extra whoppers. <laughs> Here's some whoppers, buddy. <laughs> you want these whoppers? Have a good match with the sandman. <laughs> it's all coming down.
1: <laughs> right
0: here with some whoppers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they I I I um I definitely like their exchanges and punches. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that Sandman was a Southpaw and Morocco. I, I've always liked how Morocco punched. He always had that good punch, and then he would always wait for the punch and back in response, and then he would sell it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then Sandman being a left-handed guy, it made, the punch, it made the whole entire fight sequence seem that much more realistic to me. I also like the fact that Eddie
2: was on play-by-play because, like, we were talking about the the Texas Chainsaw Match Massacre or whatever. It's it was like a lot of Terry talking about it, but you didn't hear anything from Eddie. And now we it's like we're a week away, and now we're at least finally hearing something from the other side of it and hearing a hearing from Eddie Gilbert. Yeah, uh, and sure. I thought uh, Gilbert did a really good job. Um, it gives it, the
0: doing commentary gives Eddie the chance to cut quote unquote cut the promo and hype the match.
1: Yeah. Well, here's something that I don't know if you two even understood or not, or even caught it, but it's, um, this to me was a Paulie thing. Because if you, if you noticed, didn't three quarters of the show, Paulie do commentary? Yes. Who came to the ring with Morocco? Paulie did. Didn't Paulie before that match say, I'm going to go to the locker room and get Eddie, the, the king himself, to do commentary for you for this next match. Mm-hmm. You know why I did? Because because somebody went... realized that Paul Heyman was doing commentary during a <laughs> Paul Heyman match. <laughs> so, that, you know, somebody was smart enough to realize that, you know, we got to, you know, Eddie, we, we, we got to post-produce this. Right. You know, I mean, because that to me, was, I, I I laughed. I actually laughed when I saw that <laughs> and going, I am so glad that somebody caught that. because. <laughs> You know what was I going to do watching the match watching Paul Lee at ringside and he's making fun of Jay Sully.
0: Yeah. And like thank God they didn't bring Stevie Wonderful back out.
1: No, I think we're I think this is going to be the this is going to be it for Steve cuz I, I really don't have too many memories of interaction with Stevie Wonderful if mm-hmm. I have any. Because you know, at this point when I'm coming in none of these guys really made any difference to me. Like I didn't know him. They weren't a. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to be a positive or a negative to me. So I just stayed to myself. So I, I just think I waited. You know, the like the, for, for my chance.
0: The The one, the one crack here that. I thought was fun. I mean, there were a lot, Eddie had a lot of good lines here, but the one crack that stuck out at me was Sully says something about getting, Sam, may I get a nice new wetsuit? And, and Eddie says, yeah, he stretched the other one out.
1: <laughs> oh, is that what he said? Yeah. He said he stretched the other one out. He had to get it. Oh, I, <laughs> I heard the comment about the new wetsuit and then Gilbert made a comment. And then I heard Sully, I said, no, I didn't hear what he said. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, well, I mean, as you can clearly tell, that he can't pull a zipper up on any (laughs) wetsuit. Jesus. Very
0: true, very true. Um, But, yeah, overall, uh, a better match out of these two. It gets a count-out finish and uh, a little chaos to end the show. Overall, the fresh coat of paint, guys. Unless you do have anything else on the main event, I was just going to start wrapping up about the show.
1: Well, I'll say that – I will say that – I think I think because I think Paulie, I think Lee was way ahead of Eddie at this time, and mm-hmm. I don't even know if Paulie and Eddie were in cahoots at the same time. But the fact that Morocco worked a whole lot better during this match, what led me to believe that somebody told Morocco there could be more paydays down the road. Right. Yeah. And that was a that was a shining light to me. But did either one of you two know somebody noticed somebody at ringside? taking pictures during this show. Now that, now that you're getting ready to wrap it up.
0: I, I noticed someone at ringside take, taking pictures at one point. Yes, but I didn't know. I only saw, I only saw them from behind. I don't know if there was a time where they were actually got their face, but I saw someone from behind taking pictures.
1: Well, it, there, it was George Napolitano. Okay. And that, that led to me, that led me to believe that he was probably there because of rowwear hawk. Because mm-hmm. it was all Japan, I mean, because of his New Japan ties, and and then ECW was starting to get a little bit of um, you know, getting get a, a little bit, bit of, of trick. Mm-hmm. yeah, and they were starting to build little things, and so they, they I, I, I don't remember, I mean, I can't, I could can probably go back and look at my archives at the magazines, but they're probably starting to get a little more press during around this time, and George Napolitano, in my opinion, if you can't have Bill after, who's better? Well, and that, oh, and that 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 to me is a great sign. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going in the right direction yep. when you start getting world world you know worldwide acclaimed photographers from the wrestling magazines, you know, at your yep. little small shows. Yep, which I don't sure want to say small traction. shows like that, but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that definitely shows that they're getting some traction. But yeah, I didn't know that was him. Like I said, I I remembered seeing a photographer on the on our side, on the camera side of the, uh, of the ring, the back of their head, but I didn't ever remember seeing a face. Um, so that's cool info to have. Um,
1: yeah, I, I noticed George when, after they had like the double count out thing mm-hmm. and then Morocco was on one side where the hard cam was. And then you see George, he was kneeling. Okay. Below, b- below the apron. That, that's when I called him, but yeah, you're, you're right. He was probably there the whole entire time. I just didn't catch him.
0: So overall, out of five, I gave this show a two point seven. I know it's a little creep up from the two point five I've been giving the shows, and I gave it a two point seven because of the fresh coat of paint, because it felt fresher. There's, you know, that like we were talking about the veterans. The veterans have some more, a little more exuberance to them. The whole show feels like it's starting. Pieces of pieces of the puzzle are starting to fall into place.
2: I I gave it a three. Honestly, did, and I I just enjoyed the show. There wasn't um, a lot of wasted time, like there had been on the other shows or filler bullshit. And I just it, it clipped along really good, and there wasn't anything terrible or unbearable watching this show. I just thought I, I, I out of everything we've watched, this is this is actually the best ECW hardcore T V That we've watched since we started. Jesus, that's saying a
1: lot. Then, (laughs) I mean, really? I mean, I went to the dumpster and I found the best used tire in the whole entire lot. Is that? Yeah, yeah. I I get what you're saying, Aaron. Yeah, but God, after two months of the Cabrini College, I'll take anything. Anything. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. And if I had to give it my grade, I mean, it's going to sound. It's going to sound bad but i'm going to give it like you know nate you the one that said what 2.7 2.7 i've been giving well, if we're going to go if we're going to go at that rate i'm <laughs> going to give it a i'm going to give it a 1.9 okay and almost do a two, baby <laughs> yeah but see that to me is because they're doing a whole lot of what's called resetting mm-hmm. like they're, they're starting to they're starting to reinvent the new characters and new angles and you're not going to build the, these guys overnight Right. So it, it, was a, it was a good show in the sense that, yeah, we're starting to see where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Now it's where they're going to take us when they get us there. So, yeah, it was a great start. But the action to me, you know, it, it wasn't enough, you know, to give it a be, a better grade. Right. Everything else was fantastic. Like, you know, the promos, the angles, the pop-up balomo, all that stuff. <laughs> every Everything was going in the right direction. So... That's why we were talking earlier, guys. When I said I still never said it was good, mm-hmm. you know, and you guys said you know what I meant. Like that's what I meant because they're going in the right direction, but they didn't give me enough to say it was good. But yeah, I like where they're going. So I mean, you know, at, at the best you could, you could probably twist my armor. I can give it a two, but <laughs> you know, but that's a, that's good compared to what we've been seeing. And I don't think. That- and and I, I just think the crowd
2: helped a lot too. Like that, it was it was a wrestling crowd, if that makes sense. Like, oh, it's going to start being
1: more of a wrestling crowd as we get when, along when on these. They shows. Were at
2: Cabrini, It was like mom and dad took like their five kids to the show and whatever. But these guys, these were people that wanted to go out and watch wrestling.
1: You know what I mean? Definitely. It was like
2: four dudes. Like, hey, let's go watch the wrestling show and a fucking Hawk showed up and they're like, Fucking A. you know. Like
1: <laughs> the crowd helped a lot mm-hmm. on this show. Well, you you'll you'll know it is when I'm one of them four guys. <laughs> like I went there with three other guys. Yeah. And that's when, you know, when it you know it yeah. became that show. Yeah. So I agree. It's gonna get better. It, but it's a slow it's a slow process, but I like where they're going. They, they went today. It was it was it was great strides. Mm-hmm.
0: And we are, well, we're one show away from the um, the Super Summer Sizzler Steak and Sizzle Show. Uh, we got to get through next week's show, which is going to have feature Road Warrior Hawk challenging Jimmy Superfly Snooker for the ECW title. And Terry Funk against the Dark Patriot and Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert in a chain match. That's the listing on the WWE Network. We'll be watching that next week from June 15th. And then... After that, we will be watching the Super Summer Sizzler, Sizzler Spectacle.
1: I think I know who Eddie Gilbert had the chain match against. I for I I don't I forget and I'm oh gonna, boy. Is it Fernando
2: Benefacto? <laughs> I'm
1: not gonna tell you. I'm not I, gonna I, tell you. Uh, but I I, I, I do believe Benefetto. I do believe I was in attendance for this. Cool. because I remember going, Oh my God, it's (laughs) Hervey. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if if I'm mistaken, but then believe me, I'll be the first one to tell you, but I, I can, I can tell you, I believe being in in the, in the crowd going, Oh my God, they're going to kill Hervey again. (laughs) Like he's the new Kenny or Lana.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, gentlemen, if you want to Aaron, you want to do your sign off for this week?
2: Yeah, not just keep listening. Enjoy the, we can't wrestle podcast. This podcast, check out Chad on his different social media outposts and all that shit. Just have a good time. And thanks for listening,
1: Chad. Yeah. I mean, you can always follow me on Twitter as Chad Austin, DeMera. And, um, if you want to, if you guys are looking for tapes, not you guys, but people I'm I'm going to be getting rid of a whole ton of tapes or DVDs. Um like literally thousands of them at a bargain basement price. And I have a group page it's Chad's Video Vault. And um I'll let you in if you're interested. But check that out. And anybody who's who's a big fan of Japan and Mexico and, and some territories, check out Roy, Roy Lucher mm-hmm. on YouTube. Check out his YouTube page because I he he sends me tapes I upload I uh, make them DVDs send them back he uploads them it's great stuff and always continue to support the weekend wrestle podcast and the 2300 as you know we go out of our way to do the the best we can for all you people yes and I have been getting positive feedback about this podcast and
0: uh I want to thank all of you that are joining us on the ground floor of this because I think we're onto something special here as time goes on and the show grows. And I want to thank Chad and Aaron for being, for being here. And uh, we will see you all again next week for the June fifteenth, nineteen 1993 episode of ECW as the 2300 Pod Journey rolls on.